Perak Dalad Mishnachas. Ha'omer Benizem Mamzer, one who says that this son of mine, I recognize that he is my son, and he's a Mamzer. Shenolad Lome Erva, he was born from a forbidden relationship, from living with an Erva. Eino Ne'eman, he's not believed, because a father is a Karov, he's a relative to his own son, and a relative is not believed in court. If he ain't Karov Kashal Lehayit, he's not believed to testify, and therefore he cannot testify on his son, that his son is a Mamzer. Even if the husband and the wife, Omrim, they both say, on the uh, uber, on the baby which is still inside her stomach. I'm not talking about a father who's looking at his son standing in front of him. A father and a mother that's testifying on the baby inside the womb. And they both say, a mamzer, who, that the baby's a mamzer. She didn't become pregnant from her husband, rather from somebody else, someone that's forbidden to her. So even though this woman knows who she became pregnant from, nevertheless, because she's testifying on the uber in her own womb, she is a relative to her, her own baby. She ain't no cheskos kashra. She's not believed. She has no cheskos kashras. And therefore, they're both, believe, they're both not believed. They're not believed to make this uber, make this baby inside the stomach a mamzer. That's the opinion of the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, they are believed. Meaning both in the first case, where a father testifying on his son, both in the latter case, with husband and wife testifying on the baby inside her, inside the womb, he says that they're believed. Cholok Abuda Buddha argues on the Tanakam, and he holds that a father is believed to say his son's a mamzer, and so too a father and a mother believed to say that the uber is a mamzer. And the Gemara explains the reason of Yehuda is based on a Pasuk, it says in Devarim, he uses this Pasuk as his source, he darshans the word yakir, Yakir is to recognize, Yakirin Lacher, make him recognized to others. Meaning, Yehuda learns that a person's believed to say, for example, this is my son who's the Bihar, who's the oldest one, and therefore if Bazin cannot recognize who he is, the father is believed, and therefore, and therefore his son would take double, for example, in the Yerusha in an inheritance. So even though Bazin doesn't recognize the son as the Bihar, the father is believed to say that his son is the Bihar, is the oldest, to get a double portion in inheritance. And therefore, just like a person's belief to say that his son's the Bihar, so two persons believe to say, this is my son, is that Ben Karusha, this is a son from a divorced woman, or Ben Chalutza, the son from a divorce, from, from a, a Chalutza, a woman that had a Chalitza, or a person's belief to say that his son's a Mamzer, they're believed in all these scenarios. Even though a person doesn't make himself wicked, and by making his son a Mamzer, he's making himself wicked, because it's his son. It's a Xerus Akasa, because we have this Pasuk of Yaker, is an exception to the rule. However, they do point out that Davka Abino on your own son, are you believed to say that he's a Mamza and to make him puzzle, make him invalid, according to Yehuda. For, and for example, Sha'im Banam Labino, but they're in, in a case where your son has no children. Why? Because if your son has children, then even Yehuda would agree that the father is not believed to say that his son's a Mamza. Why? Because then he'll be invalidating his grandchildren also. A father doesn't have the, have, the, have the... We can't rely on a father to testify that his grandchildren are mamzerim as well. That far we don't stretch it. So if his son doesn't, has no children, we'll believe the father. If the son has children, he can't say, oh, my son's moms and my grandchildren aren't. And therefore, if the son has children, the father would not be believed. Mishnah Tess. 
A person who appoints a shliach, a messenger, to marry off his daughter, in a case where it's a katana or a nara, and he appoints this messenger, and the father goes himself in kitchen, he accepts kedushin for his daughter from somebody else. So now like this, if the, father, the father's kedushin that he accepted for his daughter came before the shliach's, Kiddush of Kiddushin, the marriage of the fathers comes first, and the marriage that the Shliach was going to accept is nothing. Why? Because once the father accepts the Kiddushin for his daughter, he is mevatel, he nullifies the Shliach, the messenger's uh, appointment. And therefore, even though he didn't nullify the Shliach's service uh, explicitly in Beferish, nevertheless, it's battle, it's nullified automatically. Because the moment that the the moment the shliach receives the marriage for this daughter from Reuven, for example, the father had already received the marriage for his daughter from Shimon. And therefore, the shliach's work has no effect. And it's just, she's not going to be married to that individual. She'll only be married to the, father, the one that the father got for her, the Shimon, and not the Reuven that the shliach is going to get for her. And so to him, if the shliach reached Reuven first and accepted marriage for this guy's daughter, and then this guy accepted marriage from Shimon for his daughter, the shliach's marriage comes first. Because again, he was appointed by the father, and once it's received, if the father goes and accepts marriage from Shimon later on, it's nothing because his daughter is already, ma- is already married. If we don't know who came first, was the father's... Uh, uh, the, the, far, the, the marriage that the father arranged accepted first was the marriage that the shliach that the father appointed was accepted first. We don't know which one came first. Shneim nosnim get. Both of these new husbands would have to give this woman a get if she wants to marry somebody else because we don't know who, who she's married to. If it imratsu, and if they want though, echad, only one of them can give a get. If you echad konis, and the other one can take her as a wife, and that would be fine because we just need, she will only be married to one husband. So if only one wants to give a get, and the other one wants to take her as a wife, then of course that would be fine. and so to a woman. She gives permission to her messenger to accept marriage on her behalf from Ruvain. Then she went to Shimon and accepted her own marriage from Shimon herself. If her if the, if her acceptance came first, then that which she pointed the Shliach to accept a marriage for her from somebody else is nothing. If her, the messenger accepted the marriage first for her, and then she went ahead and accepted the marriage from somebody else, her marriage is nothing. Same principle. Vimenyudun, if we don't know which one came first, Shneim Nosun Logat, they can both give her her get to permit her to marry somebody else. If it imratsu, and if they want, Echanosin Logat, Echakonis, one can give a get to get her out of the equation, another one can take her as a wife, and of course, that would be fine. And the Bhakti explains as follows that the Tan of our mission had to teach us the case of a father that's marrying off his daughter and appoints this Shliach. And the Mishnah had to teach us the case of a regular woman who's you know 20 years old that's marrying herself off or appointing a Shliach. We need both cases. Why? If you only learned the first case of the father marrying off his daughter, I would have thought that a father who's familiar with yichas, he knows all the lineages of the different families in the neighborhood, he knows yichas, therefore when he finds a meyuchas, when he finds a, a, a fitting husband that comes from a, you know, a good family, so he'll go ahead and marry and, and accept this marriage for his daughter. And therefore, of course, we'll say over there that that the shliach is null and void, and we'll accept the father's marriage for his daughter. He knows all the yichases. 
But by a regular woman, and it's a regular 20-year-old woman, they like Kim Levi Yuchs, and the women, they don't know all the Yichas, all the family lineages. So then there, Avagad the Kutchus asks, even though she's accepting marriage for herself, maybe, though Samcha Al Kutchus, she's not really relying on her own marriage. And Velo Bata Sashiach, she's never nullifying the Shliach, because maybe the Shliach will find somebody even better than who she's finding. And therefore, maybe she wants the Shliach's uh, appointment to still be, uh, uh, to still be working. So therefore, we have to teach you the case of the regular woman, to teach you that, that point of the, of the Mishnah. And if I teach you the regular case of a regular woman, a 20-year-old woman who's marrying herself off, and not the first case, I would have woman is she examines, and she gets married. So, so you know, she finds someone, she likes, and she gets married. So when she marries someone herself, she nullifies the shliach. But a father, eh, he's not mocked, but he doesn't care you know, who, who his daughter marries, as long as she gets, you know, a, a decent guy. Maybe I would say, like, but he never really nullified the shliach that he appointed. Why did he go ahead and accept the marriage first? Maybe the messenger won't find something, but maybe the messenger will. So therefore, we need both cases to teach you that in both cases, whether it's a father accepting marriage for his daughter, and he has a shliach that's appointed, also looking for a marriage for her. A regular woman who accepts the marriach for herself, and she has a shliach looking for a uh, befitting husband for her. In both cases, we say this principle that whichever one goes first, we go with that one. Um, and if we don't know, then of course one can give a get, and the other one can take as a, as a, as a wife to keep, to keep the marriage going. And that's why we need both cases in the Mishnah.